Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. So little should be made of CFL preseason results that when the Riders won the Grey Cup in 2007 and 2013 when I was with them, I don't even remember what their preseason record was. So when Chris Jones came out, well, that's as bad as I've ever seen. I grabbed my, I'm like, <laughs> that's just Jones. That's Jones. It's hilarious. He's like, well, they're so bad, my staff can't even evaluate it. He's just sandbagging. This is the Rod Peterson Show. It's the RP Show, everybody. We're coming to you from the Sunshine State. We're coming in hot into Hour 2, and in moments we're going to be joined by Gene Principe, Sportsnet Oilers, one day into the Oilers offseason. There's a lot going on. The big topic today in sports, Phil Mickelson is ending his four-month hiatus from competitive golf and is joining the Saudi-funded rival league. He was the last big name added to the 48-man field for the Live Golf Invitational near London that starts Friday. The event conflicts with this week's RBC Canadian Open in Toronto. Dustin Johnson has relinquished his PGA Tour card. Phil is not, but DJ is in this live tournament this weekend as well, the Saudi-backed event. So our poll question today, right out of the gate, for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center is, whose side are you on in this Saudi rival league saga? Phil's side or not Phil's side? And we've completely swayed him in an hour. 68% last I saw on Twitter saying that they are now on Phil's side with this. And as I say, he was exiled from the PGA. What's he supposed to do? But anyways, there's that. Uh, Three Down Nation's initial power rankings have come out for the CFL here in week one. We'll get into that later. But let's go to Edmonton now. Gene Principe uh, joining us. We've been watching him all spring, and the orders run. The magical run came to an end last night in overtime. Gino, uh, not even a day into the, the offseason, man. Uh, how, is, how is Edmonton dealing with things? Oh, well, uh, Rod, thanks for having me on the show. Interesting, you're talking about uh, Dustin Johnson, Phil Mickelson. I saw Dustin Johnson's father-in-law, Wayne Gretzky. Uh, yesterday, he's been uh, working on the coverage with TNT, and Wayne is, uh, well, he's the great one. I mean, he's such a, a nice guy. And I almost, we were having a chat, and I almost asked him about this golf thing, which I don't know anything about. And I thought, I, I don't yeah. know, maybe maybe he doesn't want to talk about that. So we just stuck to hockey, which is, <laughs> he knows a little bit about that. So it was a fun conversation. Uh, you know, I, I, I think, uh, Ron, just sensing the fans' departure from the arena uh, through social media, people that I talked to uh, during the season, during the playoffs, uh, certainly sad, certainly disappointed, but I don't think mad uh, with Edmonton making it to the conference final. Uh, the belief, you know, Colorado... They're a hell of a team, and it's hard sometimes to know how really good another team is until you you play them game after game after game. It's you know, sometimes it's a back to back, or it's a travel, or it's three games and four nights. You're not really sure how you uh, necessarily uh, stack up to them. We knew that Edmonton might have been a slight underdog, but with McDavid and Drysaddle, you know, you're not sure. They've been flying through these playoffs, so. Unhappy uh, that it's ended, uh, but but happy that it happened at least. For Edmonton to get this far in the playoffs. 
I think the phrase is, don't cry because it's over, smile because it happened. Mm. That's a life phrase, but I think it could be worked uh, for Edmonton. But I'll tell you what, Gene, I didn't think they'd turn it around. And I saw Ken Holland and his staff at a Red Deer Brandon playoff game this spring, and they said everything's coming together at the right time. That was with one week to go in the regular season. So the fact that they did turn it around is saying something. How did they... I mean, we know how they did it. They fired Dave Tippett. They signed Evander Kane. But yeah. overall, what from what we didn't see, how did they turn it around? Well, I think, you know, uh, you, you mentioned the loss of Dave Tippett, a good uh, good Saskatchewan boy who has uh, a lot of friends around the hockey world. And they hired a, a coach named Jay Woodcroft. And, you know, I, I've never it, – it's always hard to tell, Rod, you've been around sports forever, like me. And it's always hard to tell what impact a coach will have, can have, do they have. Uh, you know, back in the 80s when Glenn Sather was running the Oilers and then John Muckler, uh, they were like, well, anybody can coach that team, right? It had Gretzky, it had Messier, but we don't know. They were the ones that coached it, and they won five cups in seven years. Who's to say if it was somebody else? Then there's times you say, well, Scotty Bowman could be coaching this team, and they wouldn't be in the playoffs. So, you know, it's always hard to tell, but I will say this. I think Jay had a, a, a major impact on the team. He came in, and, and he's a guy that has, you just mentioned one of those sort of life sayings. Uh, he's got a bunch of them, and I think he's got key phrases and terms. And, and I think with another good Saskatchewan uh, guy, Dave Manson, uh, they came together and uh, put together a, a really good game plan, uh, wonderful leadership, and uh, the right information that they needed. And, and they probably caught it at a, a good time. Who's to say if Dave Tippett had stayed, whether you know Edmonton would have continued to sort of find their form and then make the playoffs? But and the other thing too is you know I think Connor and Leon found uh, a level in the regular season that uh, helped take them to the postseason. They found another level that helped them get to the conference final. Uh, but Colorado is just, well, you know, Jared Bednar. We're talking about all these Saskatchewan guys. Uh, I mean, I thought a few years ago Jared Bednar was going to be out of work. They had a 48-point season, if my memory serves me right. And here he is. He's four wins away from being a Stanley Cup champion coach. So you never know where sports and life will take you. It took Edmonton uh, to the third round, but I, I, I think Rod... You can hear someone say it's hard to climb uh, Mount Everest. Okay, I believe that. You try climbing and you go, holy geez, it's really hard to climb Mount Everest. And I think the Oilers have had a, a, a sample of what it's like to win eight games, but still wonder what you have to do to win eight more in order to win the Stanley Cup. Gino, I won't keep you too long. I could keep you all day. I love talking about this. And here's the interesting thing. I was at the Centennial Cup in Esteban. All the hockey guys were down there, some ex-Oilers, and they're, you know what these conversations are like? You're in them. Some guy leaned across this table in a luxury suite, and he's like, you know, Rod, the players loved Tippett. So there was some guilt involved that he lost Mm -hmm. his job because they did love him. That's something that probably people don't know, Gene. Like, that was not an easy move for the team to make. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree with you, Rod. It, it's a great point made by them and followed up by you. Uh, first of all, Ken Holland had never let anyone go uh, during a season. There have been coaches that finished the season and then, you know, weren't renewed. So for him to do that at this point in his GM career, you, you knew that it was a big deal. And they did like Dave. That's the thing. It wasn't like, oh, we've got to get rid of this guy. Far from it. Uh, Dave was well-liked by the team. And so you feel bad that you you let him down. Here's a guy that has poured his heart and soul into the franchise, and then he ends up getting fired, and he walks out, and he's he's gone. And, you know, you're still behind going, what just happened here? So I think what Dave did, Jay continued to add on to it. And, uh, you know, it, it, you never know, right? This 
when when Edmonton went to Game Seven of the Cup Final in in uh, '06, I mean they they clinched a playoff spot, second last game of the season. LA won a Stanley Cup as an eight seed. You never know where you're going to be seated, but I mean Colorado, excluding a late run by Florida, was literally the best team in the NHL. They've been a a second round exit team trying to figure out how to get past the second round. Well, now they figured it out. This Kale McCarr um, is is not bad. And uh, Nathan McKinnon and Mikko Rantanen sort of sort of woke up. And then you've got some role players uh, that have come in. Andrew Cogliano, former member of the Oilers. Darren Helm, a Stanley Cup winner like 14 years ago, wins the, the faceoff that leads to the overtime winner by Arturi Lekanen, who did it for Montreal last year, did it for Colorado last night. So, Rod, you've been around sports a lot. You never quite know what it's going to take to be victorious until you've see it happen and then you go oh that's what it takes so Colorado full credit for you know I think Edmonton might have been able to win one or two maybe deserved one or two last night was a wild game highly entertaining but uh, when you beat a team four times in in a week or eight days I think it's pretty fair to say they they end up being the better team with the better results and being the Western Conference finalist in the cup Last one for you, because I know your phone's going off like a slot machine at the Great Eagle <laughs> Resort and Casino. If this was nice Calgary, time. if the roles were reversed, you know that they would be saying, well, at least we beat Edmonton. You know, in Calgary, that would yeah. be a win. And I love Calgary. Believe me, I love it. I don't think Edmonton yeah. views it the same way. When do Oilers fans say, hey, we had a great season? Or even the team. When does the team say, we had a great season? Because it's pretty raw still, I would think. Yeah, no, you're right, and and I think that uh, like today's uh, exit uh, interviews, uh, we'll, we'll talk to a handful of players today, and then Ken Holland will will talk tomorrow. So it'd be interesting to see how you know, automatically it's it's disappointment, but when they have a chance to to sleep on it for a day, you know, a week, a month, how will they feel about it? It's the old thing, right? Before the season, someone said, "Hey, you're going to make it to the Western Conference Final." I think, I think, I'm not. I can't speak for the players, but I think the fans would have went. That's I, I consider that a successful season, not the the full success of winning the cup, but I think I'll take that right now. Players are a little bit uh, a little bit different, but I really I really got a feeling that they they really get what it takes when you when you lose in the first round. You you watch the games on TV if you watch them, and sure you see the sacrifice that that goes into it, but you you don't understand it until you until you actually live it. So I think the Oilers have uh, lived a great lesson which I think they'll take forward with them and use moving forward. But we'll see what the offseason brings, you know, in particular regarding Evander Kane and, and what they decide to do, who Ken Holland can keep and who he can't keep, depending on uh, both the personnel and, and the payroll. Well, I'll say to you what I said to Jamie Thomas last hour. Enjoy whatever offseason you get. I'll miss yeah. you watching and you containing Stoff and Gager and those guys because I know it's not easy. I'll miss it, but it will happen again in the fall. Uh, Gino, thanks for the time, man. I always appreciate you. Yeah, vice versa. Enjoy the summer, Rod, if we don't chat soon. Thank you. Well, the beautiful thing is uh, it's endless summer here in Florida. I'll tell you that. But, you know, I got to say, because I do watch every water game, when they signed Evander Kane, this is hard. Gager. Joaquin Gage, for those that don't know. Bob Stoffer. Oilers radio color guy. And Gager, former Oilers goalie. Good friend of mine, Joaquin, played in PA when I was there. They were just extolling the virtues of the signing of Evander Kane. And I'm like, oh, you guys are just saying that because you have to say it. They were right. They were right. 
And I think now you got to bring back Evander Kane next year, don't you? You know, it's 111 Eastern, by the way. You guys want to hit it? Maybe the orders are primed for a Stanley Cup? I don't know. Do, do we want to get into the orders post-mortem here today? I understand we're on the air and Shoeless Joe's in downtown Toronto. Are we supposed to talk about the Leafs? Um, that's here from the order fans. I see Jennifer chiming in from the Four Seasons. She says, no, bringing back Mike Smith. You got a lot of decisions to make here as a franchise. Um, Jay Woodcroft was brought in as the interim replacement for Dave Tippett. I think you got to take the interim off his name, don't you? And I was looking up the career of Jay Woodcroft. Toronto guy, played junior A, played at the University of Alabama, Birmingham. Hockey, ice hockey, I'm sure they call it down there. And got his first job as the uh, video coach with the San Jose Sharks and moved his way up and look at what he's done. And again, we don't, we don't know what goes on behind the scenes with the Edmonton Oilers. And this is where you're going to see me wearing my um, heart on my sleeve here because I do support the Panthers. Golden Knights are my favorite team today. But with the Oilers, you know, that was my childhood team as, you know, as a kid. Curtis Fallman watching on YouTube says, I went to the game Saturday. Such a cool experience. Oh, watching it's been amazing. And I feel like, you know, we'll bring Moose in here after the break and talk about all what a wonderful experience it was. At what point did the Oilers sit back and say, maybe they did last night and say it was a great season. You do have to have that realization at some point. You do need to get over things. But I'm sure Ken Holland, before his head hit the pillow last night, he's thinking about, am I bringing Woodcroft back? And for how long? Because I think you are. How do we get rid of Mike Smith? Who's our goalie going to be next year? Are we resigning Evander Kane? Because was he not on a one-year prorated deal? Here we go with the comments. David writing in in the chat. We need better defense in Edmonton. Oilers were not great on D. From Jeff Cabellus in Winnipeg, if they bring back Mike Smith again, it's no different than a kid who keeps touching the hot pan of cookies, thinking they've cooled off. I know, and they keep, right? But they keep bringing him back. I just don't think you can. We've got two minutes left in this segment. Write in what you think the Edmonton Oilers need to do for next season. Because I don't even know. I wrote them off. So the fact that they went to the conference final, um, color me shock. Crazy amount of viewers. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Metal Shingle Guy writes in, guys. He says, the Listen Live is yesterday's feed. The only problem switching from the top deck of the Millennium Falcon to the up lower deck was that. So I don't know if you guys can make that switch now or not. Thank you, Metal Shingle Guy, for... Yeah. Okay. The boys are on it. Probably won't be fixed today. But thanks for letting us know. Alex watching in the Game Plus TV newsroom. I keep saying newsroom. In the control room. Morning, Rod. Colorado on to the Stanley Cup Finals. Who do you think out of the East gives them the best series? Uh, Tampa Bay, 
if they're not too tired because they know how to win a Stanley Cup. And they play the boring, defensive, wear-you-down style. And they should have, I would think, Braden Point by then. They had no problem beating Florida without Braden Point. They're coming back in the New York series without Braden Point, and he's a key guy. Who gives them the best series? You get this far to the Stanley Cup, it's going to be a great series no matter what. I think the toughest team to beat would be the Tampa Bay Lightning. But maybe we'll talk about that more tomorrow after game four tonight because it's either going to be 3-1 Rangers or 2-2. Tonight is the swing game in a lot of ways. So uh, all of this, and we can now get into that CFL discussion after this break when we bring the Moose back. You are watching the RP Show on the Game Plus TV network. We're live streaming on YouTube daily. And if you've missed any portion of the show, you can always catch the podcast wherever you enjoy your podcasts, including Apple, Stitcher, and Spotify. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Game day in Florida, game four tonight, Tampa Bay Lightning versus the New York Rangers. There is so much going on as we welcome, well, hang on, before we welcome the Moose back in, I didn't even get through all my quick six topics an hour ago. I just want to mention weather played havoc in Major League Baseball parks on Monday night, including Kansas City, where the Blue Jays got a late start against the Royals. Despite the delay, the Jays stayed focused. They beat the Royals 8-0. Teams playing again tonight in KC, Alec Manoa, Taking the mound for the Jays, Brad Keller going for the Royals. Canada Soccer says its World Cup-bound men's team has returned to practice after refusing to play an exhibition match against Panama because of strained labor negotiations. The sports governing body said future meetings are scheduled between the two sides. So I guess mm, it's not a strike anymore, but it's not over either. Uh, if we can bring the Moose in, you probably heard Moose. I don't think you were watching last hour. Our good friends from the Offside Hockey Podcast, James, strolled into Shoeless Joe's in downtown Toronto, and we're on the TV there. So shout out to everybody at Shoeless Joe's in downtown Toronto. You and I, very big fans at Shoeless Joe's. What's your favorite? I, oh, yeah. I know what my favorite is. What's your? F- the ribs are just magnifique, but I really oh. like the, the the nachos have a special je ne sais quoi. They're very good. I'm a wings guy, right? I like the chicken wings there, oh, too. Oh, yeah, right? But good vibe, great place to watch the game. Yeah, so shout out, Tarana Shoeless Joes. And uh, I got an email here from the CEBL. These guys are just, well, if Biz Nasty can say it, I can say it. He said the other day he was sweating his bag off before game two of uh, the Edmonton, Colorado. The CEBL is working their bag off. And if it's females, working their ass off. In the uh, news release here, in the first meeting between two Canadian elite basketball league expansion franchises, the Scarborough Shooting Stars will host the Newfoundland Growlers tonight, 7.30 at Toronto Pan Am Sports Centre. The Shooting Stars enter their second home game, sitting 7th in the CEBL standings at 1-3, and three, while the Growlers sit 10th after an 0-2 start. So again, I feel like the CEBL is making some inroads on the Canadian sports landscape. I don't even know, man, where to go for this. Uh, from, from the viewers, if I may, Moose, from Randy in Winnipeg, he says, good morning, RP crew. 
on the Phil thing, because I just wanted to mention, apparently Tiger was offered $900 million to join the Saudi tour, and he said no. That from Randy. You and I were talking about this this morning. We didn't know what Tiger's answer to that was. Apparently he said no. Wilf watching in Steinbach, Manitoba, regarding Mike Smith, he says, as a Stanley Cup winner had a 40-year-old number one goalie, I don't think so. Now, Wilf is 71 years of age. He would know better than me, but I thought the Leafs won a Stanley Cup with Johnny Bauer, and he was over 40. I really think so, but that was before masks. And Alex in the Game Plus control room, Alex Fulton wants to know who gives Colorado a better series, Lightning or Rangers. So over to you. Take it all. Word vomit. Oh, boy. Um, The Lightning, I heard you talk about this before you went to break. Uh, The Lightning will give them the best series because of their experience. When you get into the Stanley Cup final, that's your fourth series. And Colorado's gone through with only two losses. You know, um, it's incredible to see the ease in which they've gone through. But it's still a lot of hockey. You're getting banged up. So um, I think Tampa gives them the best series. On the golf thing, I never heard Tiger if he said no or not. If he did, okay, cool. I was going to say, I'm not on Phil's side. I'm not on the tour side or the public side. I'm kind of on Tiger's side. Now, if Tiger said no, then give me another golfer who hasn't said anything yet. I'm on the golfer golfer's side who's sitting on the outside, hasn't committed yet, but is watching with interest to see where this is going, to see how it's received, to see if the, uh, how the players react here after the first event this week and how they take it. Are they really happy? Was it? Were they treated well? Is everything great? You know what I mean? And what do the fans think? You know, I kind of want to give this a year, and then I'd make my decision. But uh, I wouldn't be ruling it out. Yeah, well, what if they say we need a decision by the end of the day? (laughs) Right? Don't pressure me, man. Don't pressure me. Well, Tiger, of all people, could probably say that to them, but not everybody can. By the way, as we talk Stanley Cup playoffs, our coverage brought to you in part by Bronco Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling. To schedule maintenance or learn more about our services, call 306-781-2090 or visit us at broncoplumbing.com. I'm going to get to the three-down power rankings in a minute, but I just want to say, you know, it's a good question from Alex at Game Plus about who gives them the best series. And you're right. Either team is going to give them a great series. But in the Stanley Cup, it very rarely ever ends in a sweep. It's always a great series. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. Has it been since 97 and 98? I believe the Wings swept both the Capitals and Flyers in back-to-back years. But I don't think it's happened since. Sweeps and, you know, not tight series don't happen come Stanley Cup final time. So it's going to be a great series no matter what. I was, again, upset that the Colorado-Edmonton series ended last night just because it's like, what am I going to do now? You know, am I going to make me watch baseball? I guess. But the series are supposed to get harder as, as they go along. Like, will Colorado say this was an easy series? I don't think they'll say this was an easy series. They won't. They'll say it was a tough series and that, you know, each game could have went either way and, You know, they got really fortunate to be able to get through them in four games. But, you know, it does, it feels like it got easier for them after the the battle they had with St. Louis. And St. Louis plays a heavier, tougher, more defensive style game than the Oilers do. I get that. So maybe this matched up better uh, for Colorado. But they're facing potentially Colorado is 12 days off at most here before the start of the Stanley Cup final. I mean... You talk about Kadri being done for the for the playoffs. He, you know, 
everybody, you know, shouldn't be ruled out. Nobody should be ruled out at this point. They're going to have a chance to be really healthy and really fresh. Um, it is just Moose and I for the rest of the program today, and I need to I need to pause the viewer comments. Nothing on the viewers, but they're getting really liberal, and I'm trying to stay on track here. I've promised the CFL fans because it is Week One in the Canadian Football League that we would look at the ThreeDownNation.com power rankings, and I'm interested. I'm sure you saw it come across social media. I'm not sure if you looked at the actual list. This is from our good friend Justin Dunk, or at least Three Down, but he is Three Down, the Adam Schefter of Canada. The number one team, according to ThreeDownNation.com, the CFL's number one news source, entering the season are the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Who's going to argue that? Number two team, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. As I said earlier today, I don't even think the Saskatchewan Rough Riders think they're the second best team in the CFL. Maybe. I don't. Number three, the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Shout out, Hamilton. Number four, the Toronto Argonauts. Number five, the Calgary Stampeders, and my good friend, Bo Levi Mitchell. Number six, the Ottawa Red Blacks. Number seven, the Montreal Alouettes, who named Vernon Adams as their starting quarterback yesterday. Number eight, the BC Lions. And according to Three Down, the worst team in the CFL, Chris Jones and the Edmonton Elks. And he might be right. He might be right. We can't eschew or poo-poo any of these power rankings now but can somebody please file this get a screenshot of it and we'll come back in november and look uh i'm not asking for your top nine necessarily but what do you think of theirs yeah i think the that's the big stretch and we love the riders but it's a it's a stretch to put them at number two i think you know with cody though as being one of the top quarterbacks in the cfl that gives you an opportunity to be at or near the top i think if you're making your power rankings today it's probably Winnipeg one, Hamilton two. They met in back-to-back Grey Cups. They're probably going to meet in a third one in Regina yeah. in November. So I would put them one, two. I don't think you can argue. And then I would probably go Calgary three based on the preseason they had in Saskatchewan four. You could flip them, though, based on last year. I think Saskatchewan was a better team than Calgary was last year. But uh, two is a shock. Putting them ahead of Hamilton was a bit of a surprise for me. Here come the viewer comments on this Taco Tuesday, $2 tacos, hard shell, soft shell, beef, veggie, you name it. Two bucks, that's it. All day long. <laughs> now the comments are going like a slot machine at Great Eagle Resort and Casino. Jack in Vulcan, Alberta says, as to the CFL team rankings, Huff would say, we got them right where we want them. He's okay with them being ranked fifth. Carlos in Indianapolis, I can buy those rankings. It's still early. But we've had an offseason and preseason to change last year's final rankings. I can be swayed a bit for certain teams, though. From T. Will, watching in Winnipeg, says, I think it's Winnipeg, one, two, and three. Then maybe Sask, a distant four. Nelson, our VP of Sim Events, says, is Hamilton the same without their two-quarterback system? See, like I said, they were just waiting to pounce the CFL fans. So we're not going to spend two hours a day on it, but we will probably talk about them every day in the Canadian Football League because it is a Canadian league and we're big fans of it. Um, I mean, that's the thing. Hamilton's riding into Saskatchewan Saturday. It's a doubleheader to close out week one in the CFL. Hamilton at Sask, 
7 Eastern, followed by Edmonton at BC, 10 Eastern. So I know I won't be awake for the late game. Probably will be for the uh, early game. Hamilton's the back-to-back. You talk about Winnipeg being back-to-back Great Cup champions. Hamilton's back-to-back East Division champions. And yeah, they lost Jeremiah Masoli in free agency. But from what I hear, there's a battle for the top quarterback job now in Hamilton again. Hamilton knows what they're doing now. And let me say this. There's no, I don't think, weak sisters in the CFL West. I don't. They're going to be better. What was Edmonton last year? 3-13? and 13? They can't be worse than that. But here's one for you. Is Deron Carter even in camp with Edmonton? Like, I texted a buddy of mine on that staff. I'm like, how come I haven't heard from Deron? Like, n- not from him. Of him. I went and looked at the stat sheets for the preseason games. I don't even think he played. And if he did... It might have been on defense. He didn't have a touch on offense at all. He didn't make the defensive stat sheet. Is Duran even there? I mean, I saw a photo of him on the team website in green and gold, but they could have photoshopped that. It's 2022. Maybe this is the year that Duran Carter gets, gets down to business. He's just all about playing football, and I think there's a very good chance of that. He could be, and that's kind of what you kind of hope it. He has a great year, but we, I haven't heard his name at all coming out of Edmonton, and that's... Maybe a good thing for Duran, but, you know, when Duran's at his best, he's confident, he's outspoken, and he's backing up the talk on the field. So um, that's one of the storylines I'll be following early on in the season is where's Duran? Well, and uh, a guy wrote into our website today, I should mention to our viewers, that if you just can't get enough of us, and I know you can't, Go to rodpeterson.com, 24-7. You'll have my commentary up there, show recaps, opinion. The best columns in Canada from our writers are there. And a guy wrote in today and said, Rod, you don't need to write about the writers or the CFL. You don't need to hang around. It's your ex. You know? And I'm like, well, I'll write about the CFL if I want to because I still follow the league, but I no longer feel an obligation to. And the thing is, here in South Florida, there is, well, Florida overall, there is a huge huge CFL imprint. I heard from that Matt DeBuck this morning. He's the coach of the Fort Lauderdale High School team that won the state 4A or 5A championships. I think 4A. They're getting their rings tonight. Trying to remember the name of the the Bishop Cardinal Gibbons High School ring ceremonies tonight. And I thought about going, but I'm like, eh. That's sort of like the night moose. I think you were with me. Got asked to come down onto the floor with the Saskatchewan Rush when they won the championship. No, you were on the floor. You were part of the broadcast. But the owner, Bruce Urban, texted me. He's like, get down here. I'm like, no, you guys won it. I'm good. I'm good. Sort of like Bishop Cardinal Gibbons tonight. You won. You guys have your ring ceremony. But anyways, Matt DeBuck, their coach, played in the CFL with the Argos and Bombers. He texted me today, where can I get the games? I said, ESPN Plus has every single one. That's where I've been watching the televised games. So my point is... Yeah, Drew Willie in Tampa, Dan Goodspeed in Tampa, Corey Sheets in Tampa. You got John Chick up in Jacksonville, um, Mike Kelly in Bathtub Beach, Florida. Like it goes on and on and on. We'll be given the CFL coverage. I'll be writing about it, but it'll be because I want to, not because I have to. When we come back, a sports update. And for the next 20 minutes of this show today, viewer takeover for taco time. Because what the hell? It's Taco Tuesday. 
And I don't mind maybe even getting into the broadcast talk too, Moose. You know, why, why the anti-Ron McLean stuff? Why does everybody love biz? Should Wayne Gretzky be doing color? All kinds of I stuff. I love it. So stick around. Yeah, I know. It's going to be so much fun. We'll be right back on Game Plus TV, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio streaming now at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Gorgeous day in Florida. Game day. Can you believe they're talking about the sport of ice hockey down here? Game four, Stanley Cup Eastern Conference Final goes at 8 p.m. Eastern in Tampa Bay's Amelie Arena. Lightning home to the Rangers. New York has a 2-1 series lead. Before we bring in the lovely and talented Darren Moose DuPont, a sports update on this Tuesday. Canadian women's hockey team captain Marie-Philippe Poulain has scored a front office position with the Montreal Canadiens. The NHL club announced this morning that Poulain, four-time Olympic medalist with the national team, is joining the Habs as a part-time player development consultant. The 31-year-old will hold the job while also playing for Team Canada. Two-time major winner Dustin Johnson says he has resigned his PGA Tour membership to participate in the new golf series backed by Saudi Arabia. The first Live Golf Invitational, which offers $25 million in prize money, starts this weekend outside of London, England. DJ, of course, bypassed this week's RPC Canadian Open to play in the event. Phil Mickelson announcing on social media that he is going to play this weekend as well in the Live event, but he is not giving up his PGA membership and plans to play in the U.S. Open. The Blue Jays are in Kansas City for the second game of a three-game set with the Royals. The Blue Jays opened the series with an 8-0 win Monday. Vladdy, Bolbachet, and Santiago Espanyol all homered for the Jays. Alec Manoa goes for Toronto tonight against Kansas City's Brad Keller. This sports update for WHL, uh, sorry, dubnetwork.ca, your number one source for WHL Network information. Visit today, dubnetwork.ca. And for Ben Cahoon's G2G Protein Bars, down with eight amazing flavors. I had one this morning, almond coconut. RP Show viewers get 20% off with a promo code. RP Show. Order yours now at g2gbars.ca. Let's bring in the moose. Uh, Clint Baba O'Neill is watching moose from CHCH Television in the Hammer, Hamilton, Ontario. And he says, Rod, there is no battle for the starting quarterback position in Hamilton. Dane Evans is the clear cut number one. Then. It must be the backup quarterback job that is a battle. And if that's the biggest battle in training camp or coming out of training camp for the Hamilton Tiger Cats, they're in pretty good shape. Uh, yeah. And then on the broadcast thing from David in the chat, he says, Ron McLean tries to put so much information out at one time, you think he was tripping. It makes me dizzy. LOL. Ron McLean's been bringing the same thing for 45 years. Why is that a problem all of a sudden? I don't, I don't understand. But you're saying it's, it's the vocal minority. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, and it's, he's so good at it. And I know at the end he'll drop his little puns in, and sometimes you're like, wait, what did he mean? And then you're halfway into the commercial, you're like, I get it. And then it makes sense, right? But that's Ron. He's never changing. Well, hey, I don't envy him. I don't envy a lot of those guys and gals because it ain't 1985 anymore. 
So he got in trouble last spring, if you remember, for some, I don't even want to venture a guess what it was, but with some topic that was deemed inappropriate. And the next day he's apologizing on the air. It just, I feel like a lot of those hosts are just fried mentally because they're so afraid of what to say. But again, I think that's only a Canadian thing because I go back to the NHL on TNT. Let's go to the Biznasty thing because you know our buddy Brian Dodge whom has extended an open invitation for you to come down to Dodge City. For whatever reason, you're not taking him up on it. I don't know. That's between <laughs> you two. But he sent me the video of Biz going around the Oil Kings dressing room. You did you? You must have seen it. I mean, I watched it on the oh, NHL yeah. on TNT pregame show last night, where he's jumping yeah. around like Eminem, and the kids were into it and they loved it. And the junior hockey players love Biz. I love him yeah. too because he's been good to me. But as far as his act, I could take your leave. And it's like Letterkenny. Everybody went crazy. I just started watching Letterkenny full on this week. I'm like, I think I got to stop watching it because I'm going to start talking like these guys. <laughs> I don't use terms like clapper and nutsack. And I just don't use those terms. I have my own hockey terms. I don't want to be the, the, the big shoots guy, you know, because um, I've been around a million guys like Biz. That's all he's bringing to the broadcast. You know, Wayne's a different story. But as, 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 as we found out, the young people clamor to biz. The old people clamor to grapes. That's kind of the comparison, wouldn't you say? Yeah, it's a good comparison. And there can only be one. So that's the thing. Biz is unique and does his thing. But the more biz copycats, you know, come out of the woodwork, they don't work, right? There can only be one. Just like he plays a role, hmm. Wayne plays his role, Rick Tockett plays his role as kind of the grumpy coach, and they all kind of play a role, and it works, right? But when he went, yeah, I mean, the players, it was funny. I watched that video. When Wayne Gretzky walked into the room and was like, hey, man, they looked at him in awe, right? They looked at him in awe, and they almost got on the floor and started bowing down to him. And then he said, I got a special guest here who wants to announce your starting lineup, and it's Biz. And then they got excited. So Biz brings the energy, but the respect for Wayne is universal. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 17 years in the Western Hockey League here, I know those kids pretty well. I don't mean the current kids. I get the time. Not yeah. one of them was born before Wayne Gretzky retired. So while they did hold him in high esteem, they don't really know who he is. I'm not joking. That's right. I'm not, and that is, in no, that is in no disrespect to Wayne Gretzky because he's my favorite player too. Well, Mike Madano's favorite all time, but Wayne, it's different. You get what I'm saying. And it was cool. It was like Wayne walked in the room, and for sure, you see his name up in the rafters. They're in Edmonton, of course. I mean, it's Wayne Gretzky. But they, I guess my point is not one of them saw him play. But when he turned and said, you guys might know this guy, that was hilarious, man. And all of a sudden, they broke into the... <laughs> that, it, was, it was just an awesome moment. But that's my point. Biz, if he plays his cards right, will be the next Don Cherry. But, you know, when Biz was on this show, and I encourage anybody to go back and watch it, it's on YouTube, I mentioned that to him, and he was like, whoa, pump the brakes. He didn't even want any part of that. Out of respect for Don Cherry. Like... Yeah. Biz, he acts a fool, but he's not. He's not. He's a very smart, respectful. He's a Canadian hockey player. 
But he's just in the new generation of that, where you can act like yeah. a goof, and everybody loves it. Wayne would never do that. No, Wayne would never do that. And you're right. He, he plays the role. And it is. He's a fun-loving guy. It, it, it's not fake. I mean, it's who he is. No. But you're right. Extremely respectful. Can turn on the professionalism on a dime. And it's funny. When he left the room, Wayne's laughing at the what just happened. And he's like, exactly. you deserve a lifetime contract to TNT after that. So that was pretty good. Wayne's, yeah. Wayne's uh, showing his personality, too. Yes. I mean, the thing is, it's, it's all entertaining and that's what we do. We're in the entertainment business. But I was a little stunned when I turned on the NHL on TNT pregame last night and Biz still had the, what did you call it? What did you call the horseshoe. haircut style? The horseshoe. horseshoe. He still had that. I'm like, either get rid of it all or don't do it at all. I don't understand quite what he's doing there. Uh, T. Well in Winnipeg watching says, if you want to stand out, he's quoting Dolly Parton. If you want to stand out, you have to be first, best, or different. And the biz is largely the first to do what he's doing, and I applaud him for it. Um, But I'll say again with Wayne, every time he speaks, it's not just me. I think it's every hockey fan in America is just... Like, I I feel like yelling out the opening the front door. Do you guys understand Wayne Gretzky's on TV right now? Pay attention! (laughs) <laughs> and, then I, and then I just started thinking, man, we're not getting enough of Wayne. We should put him in the booth, have him do color. He's just, just so good. Anyways, we will take a pause and be back for the final segment. It's called Overtime for Taco Time. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus TV network, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio streaming now at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Final segment, it's overtime, brought to you by the Four Seasons Sports Palace, your home for the UFC and the Stanley Cup playoffs. Florida, the place to be. Game four tonight, Stanley Cup final, uh, sorry, Eastern Conference final. Lightning home to the Rangers, 8 p.m. face-off on ESPN in America, Sportsnet CBC in Canada. This portion also brought to you by Taco Time. It's a viewer takeover, Moose. Did you know Canadians love local? You know that. Go loco, eat local. Taco Time uses fresh ingredients sourced in Canada. Our beef, chicken, cheddar cheese, sour cream, and maxi fries are all made in Canada. Moose, some comments here from the viewers. The guys in the Game Plus control room are really digging the show today. Now we got Jeremy Davis writing. You know Jeremy, good old JD. Yes. He says, if Rod, if Rod likes Letter Kenny, then he has to watch Shorzy. Amazing. Signed Jeremy from the Game Plus control room. No, 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 no. We finished Shorzy last night. So I'm like, no, oh, we got to start in on Letter Kenny now. And I can't even, I can't even. Mom jokes. <laughs> Again, it's taken me back like to the 90s. And, yeah. you know, the mom jokes, they're not new, but there's some guys that would just snapshot like on the bus when we started talking about their mom. They're just jokes. 
Some guys couldn't separate it, you know? Have you yeah. started watching You went the other Shorzy? way. You started with what? Shorzy and then went to Letterkenny, right? Yeah. Went other, yes. the other way. No, I, I haven't yet. I see the trailers all the time in the commercials. So maybe it's going to be on my list to start watching it. And that's the thing. I mean, I have oh, immense respect for the guys that stayed with the teams and are still with the teams, but I couldn't do it. Like when I got to a point where the players were talking about my friend's daughters, you know what I mean? I'm like, I, yeah. I'm done. Yeah. I can't. Um, switching gears. I'm talking about riding the bus with the teams. I was, I got into yeah, the yeah, league yeah. when I was oh, I 20. I left the league. I'm telling the viewers, not you. You know this. I'm telling the viewers that don't know that are new to the show. I left the league when I was 37. I had kids the age of the players. I'm like, this ain't for me. Dion, oh, and by the way, in the CFL, when we were flying and traveling with the players and partying with the players, that was one thing. Now again, I would be the age of the players. To, I'll never forget coming home from a road trip. I don't know where we were coming back from. I want to say Toronto. But we had some guys, I feel like this is a sports banquet story, or maybe from my book. But I mean, we had a guy on the team by the name of Andrew Moore, and his claim to fame was he had played in every league imaginable. I'm laughing because he dropped his pants and mooned some people on the first tee of the Aspen Lynx golf tournament. He put the ass in Aspen Lynx golf. Um, anyways, I used to hang around with these guys. And he played in every league. He played in NFL Europe, NFL, CFL, whatever league there was, he played in it, Andrew Moore. And he had tattoos down just one half of his body. His whole right arm, his whole right leg, his whole right ass cheek, but nothing on the left side of his body. Anyways, we're flying home from this road trip in Toronto, and he's the only player I'll mention for fear of the names need to be changed. But they lean back. I was sitting like in row five, and they were in four, three. And they're like, when we come, when we land, you're coming with us, and we're going to Moose Jaw. And I said, why are we going to Moose Jaw? Because nobody knows us. And back then, that was early 2000s, nobody would have known who those Rough Riders were around Moose Jaw. They would have looked around and said, who are those six-foot-five behemoth mutants? Yeah, but as, year, as years went along, the riders became so famous, you couldn't have even gone to Moose Jaw for anonymity. Uh, and by the way, I didn't go to Moose Jaw. I had stuff to do. Uh, Dion is watching, and he writes that he says, Deron Carter is number eight on the Elks roster on their website. I've been doing a lot of talking today. And you've been doing a lot of business behind the scenes. People don't realize that. You're the business guy behind the Rod Peterson Show, but... As we come out of the CFL preseason into the regular season, what are the things that are gravitating to you? Like the fact that we haven't even heard from Deron Carter isn't an indictment on anybody at all. I think it's just Deron wants to focus on football and not be a distraction for the first time in his life. That's the sense I get. But what other stories have you noticed? Or not? Yeah, noticed? you know, that's, that's interesting. Well, the quarterback battle in Montreal was an interesting one. Um, and, you know, we know that uh, it's been decided already. So Vernon Adams Jr. is going to start at least. I'm, I'm really curious to see 
what Ottawa does. For me, that's the biggest storyline for me is, is what will Ottawa look like and what will the Paul Lapolice effect be? And, you know, Jeremiah Masoli and all of that. I think Ottawa has uh, uh, some really intriguing storyline. Where do you think this golf story goes from here, by the way? The, the poll question for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center, whose side are you on in the Saudi live golf tour saga? You knew it was polarizing. 56% saying they're on Phil's side on Twitter. Moose 44% saying not Phil's side. And I wonder, there's a lot of people don't even know what they're talking about. It's an emerging story. Last minute of play in the RP show. Last minute. Um, you don't just have to be yeah. a golf fan to be interested in this story, do you? No, you don't. I think, you know, what's going to happen is I think, you know, we're going to let it breathe. And starting Thursday, I believe, when the tournament gets started, we're going to watch and we're going to just see what happens. We're going to watch and just see what happens, how many viewers they get, what the tournament looks like, what the scoring looks like. And we're, we're just going to evaluate it week by week. Well, uh, tonight, Rangers Lightning, as we said, Game 4 East Conference Final, WHL Final Game 3 tonight, Edmonton, Seattle, all tied up 1-1. The game is in Washington State. The Blue Jays are at Kansas City, so it's going to be another wonderful night of sports. Great job by our crew from IKS uh, in the brand-new control room. Great job, guys. I'll just put it out there. We'll see the rest of you and you, Moose, tomorrow noon Eastern here on Game Plus. Jordan has the bladder of a camel. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.